I'm Agent Phil Coulson with the Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. That's quite a mouthful. I know. We're working on it. Welcome to another episode of Agents of Shieldcast season premiere, season four. I am Colonel Chaos, and joining me tonight, the one, the only, the amazing, the astonishing, the spirit of vengeance himself, Agent Andy Ant-Man Urquhart. Are you doing, Agent? I don't think that I can quite live up to that name anymore. It gets longer and longer every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not the spirit of vengeance anyway. But yeah, it's not too bad, not too bad. Well, maybe I'll just come up with a new spirit every week, Andy. Yeah, the spirit of love, the spirit <laughs> of happiness. Yeah, you, you know that that ain't going to be what the spirits <laughs> I'm coming up with. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Andy, it's all, what? Just talk to you Sunday night. We did our season preview of season four of Agents of shield cast and this is the season premiere and andy the show is finally back we finally have a new episode we finally have a new episode yes and we did manage to do a show about a show when the show wasn't on yes we we've we've done more shows about a show when the show isn't on than we've done shows about the show <laughs> yep <laughs> it's very meta <laughs> yeah it is uh so i you know that i i just realized that when you said it, it's like hold it we're probably up around 150 160 episodes that means we've done and there's only 22 six, 66 around 66 episodes a shield we so mm-hmm. we've probably done 100 shows about a show when the show isn't on to the show itself <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and and still, Disney hasn't called to to hire us. I know, I know. Did you know we we've put out more content than the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, like time wise. Think about it that way. <laughs> yeah, we've covered every movie since we started. We actually went back and did a few of the old movies. Mm. And we have done every Marvel television series. Yep. One day one day we'll find some time and go back and do the other movies that we never that we never did. One day. 
Yeah. When when there's no nothing to talk about. <laughs> like, Chip, I'm gonna make you watch that Incredible Hulk movie. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do want to see it at some point. It's just. It's it's, more, it's, it's time. We can't, it's, we can't do it too many podcasts a week. You know, I, I was talking on uh, B Team, and I don't know if we talked about it on the preview. Uh, Sunday turned into Superhero Day at my house because mm-hmm. uh, it was Puzzle Quest in the morning, mm-hmm. and then uh, I read the probably eight issues, uh, eight to ten issues of Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. Then my wife and I watched uh, Flashpoint Paradox to get ready for Flash this year. Because while I had read the storyline, she had never, she wasn't going to waste her time reading a uh, hundred comics. And uh, so we watched uh, the DC animated. And uh, then you and I did uh, Shieldcast. Yeah, and I think it was Sunday. I watched Civil War on Sunday. Okay. Yeah. So, I think we did discuss that on the on the did previous we? show, yeah. the primer. Have you watched uh, Flashpoint Paradox? Uh, no. Okay. No. I, do you know I'm not really into like watching the DC cartoons. Like the ones I've seen, mm. I didn't like, so I I don't bother with them. Um, if you get a chance, it's pro. It might be worth watching. I mean, I, we watched it on Netflix. I actually own it, but I was like, mm. eh, I don't want to go up and get the Blu-ray. Uh, Let's see if we could just get it on Netflix. And we, <laughs> and, uh, I don't want to walk upstairs. <laughs> well, why would you when you can just go up <laughs> and it is? Exactly. So we just streamed it off. So it's available on Netflix. It's it, it's a decent movie. I actually like the DC animated. I, I don't think it's on Netflix UK. Okay. Because it's, it's obviously like Netflix has different mm. stuff in different regions. So it's not. I I don't believe it's on Netflix UK. Well, if it is, you might want to watch it because the Arrowverse will be based on Flashpoint this season. Certainly for the first three episodes, anyway. Okay. <laughs> That's what they said. It's like a three episode arc. Oh, all right. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, I think something will change in that. But we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting anyway. Mm. All right, so we have no news. We we did all the news Sunday night, so we get to spend as much time as we want on this week's premiere episode of Agents of Shield cast. Do you? Which is good because I definitely have a few asides for this episode. Oh Jesus! <laughs> there there goes my early evening. All right. <laughs> All right, Andy, what's the name of this week's episode? So this episode is season four, episode one of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. called Ghost. And surely this is a reference to Ghost Rider. No, like, not at all. No, 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 I don't think so. I know. No? It's, I don't think it actually is. Like, genuinely, I don't think it actually is. There's okay, and I think... Another thing I... that happens in we'll get Yeah. To. So, uh, basically, this episode kicks off. We see, like... A bit of it seems like a car chase, but there's only one car involved in it, which is odd. Um, it's just like some thugs driving about with guns, blowing up the weapons. Uh, we also see Daisy kind of suiting up, getting ready. And um, we see that in her like apartment that she's staying in, she's got a watchdog's mask, as well as a load, a shitload of cash. Mm-hmm. 
and she's taking some kind of like pills and black lacy underwear. <laughs> black lacy underwear, yes. <laughs> I was trying not to be too vivid. This is the, I suppose this is the new. Hold the new it. This is this is the show that started the meme erotic raindrops. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I mean, you know, uh, and you got to mention the butt shot black lacy underwear. Okay. Yeah, I suppose I suppose we have to. So there was a butt shot black lacy underwear. No erotic Andy? raindrops on it though. Did I render you speechless? Yes. Uh, no, no, okay. I'm here. All right, hear me? Yeah, yeah. So yes, no, no erotic raindrops here, Chip. No, just black lacy underwear. Yes, <laughs> which I prefer to the to the erotic raindrops. Mm-hmm. Yes, the erotic raindrops were unnecessary. <laughs> the black lacy anyway, underwear was... was necessary. Yeah. I think we've dwelt on this for long enough. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the thug's car gets uh, stopped by a mysterious force, and uh, Daisy then arrives and confronts one of the thugs, who is somehow covered in blood, and he says, help, he got me, he'll kill us all. Uh, and the, the guy kind of collapses. I'm like, right, okay. Like, I didn't see anything happen to this guy, so they're not quite sure how he got injured. But I rewound this. Like, I had my wife rewind it like three times. It's like, what the hell happened to him? Like, huh? Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I, 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 am I missing something? And I, wa- I Maybe, watched that scene like two or three times. Yeah, he didn't get touched at all by anything, mm. did he? Mm-mm. She Maybe thought it might something. be a ricochet from when he blew blew out the trophy store uh, window. Yeah, but the glass or something. But I don't think so. It wouldn't make sense to like what happens later on. So I, I don't know. I think it's a bit. That's a bit of a plot hole there, to be honest. But I don't. And I don't think they'll ever come back to it and explain it, to be honest. But yeah, um, Daisy does save an innocent bystander though from one of the other thugs who just kind of randomly starts shooting at people. Um, a black Dodge Charger shows up at this point with its like engine sticking out of the hood. Mm. Looks ridiculously cool. Um, one of the thugs then fires a rocket at it, as you do. I, I don't, we've not seen too many rockets in this show, but yeah, a rocket, cool. Um, so this guy fires a rocket at it and hits it. Uh, the car then flips and catches on fire, but is pretty much undamaged otherwise and it manages to land and continue on straight towards the thug's car and it drives like straight into them yeah and now it's Uh, spewing fire yes it basically creates fire everywhere somehow from some mysterious force and presumably petrol (laughs) Uh, the uh the unseen driver then kills two of the thugs we see like a bunch of blood spatter, but we don't actually see them like directly be killed. Um, and he puts the the last thug in his trunk or boot if you're in the UK. <laughs> uh, the Daisy sees the driver get back into his car and sees that his head is on fire somehow, and he gets in the car and leaves. Uh, she then flees as the cops arrive. Interesting scene. Mm-hmm. I, I I liked I liked the way they just kind of showed him behind the flames with his head on fire. Mm. I was I was kind of worried because I was like, 
they're gonna like leave this for so long they show you the back of his head and then they're gonna wait episodes and episodes and episodes before we actually get to see him mm. but uh because remember they did this with hive they showed us like the back of his head and then waited like six episodes before they showed you the front of his head which was very annoying okay anyway, yeah i'm glad i'm glad he didn't do that this time uh, we then see Coulson and Mac playing backgammon on the plane. Uh, Mac asks Coulson if he wants a beer. And Coulson's like, it's 6 a.m. Have a beer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> 6 a.m. Like, if you're if you're playing backgammon at 6 a.m., like, you're very drunk. And you need to keep drinking more beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, in I, I, they're uh, crossing time zones and hemispheres and continents so fast. Like Max says, I have no idea what time it is anymore. Nope, nope. It would be very confusing. Yeah. Be very confusing. So and we that, oh, and, and, and we got to look at the new Zephyr one, which is badass. Is it much different? Like did, it's bigger. I, it's I, I, monstrous. Okay. See, and I didn't think it looked any bigger. <laughs> oh, I thought it looked a hell of a lot bigger. Okay. I suppose, because, I mean, it's got a Quinjet on top of it, so it's pretty big. Yeah, and uh, in a scene a little further up, uh, May's uh, assistant says, what, you've never seen, don't act like you've never seen the world's biggest plane before. Yeah, so, I mean, that would mean that it would have to be bigger than, like, some of the massive commercial jets that are around. So it would have to be enormous, because those things are... Fucking huge. Yeah. So yeah, to be big. Obviously not as big as a helicarrier, but yeah, okay, yeah. So I suppose it would be bigger. Okay. And amongst this discussion, I, I would like to. Mention- I'd actually like to see a helicarrier next to this, just to get some type of perspective on both. Yeah. Hmm. So we kind of know how big a helicarrier is based on like when we've seen them floating above the mm. uh, above Washington and whatnot. Like, mm. You can kind of extrapolate how big it is from that it's it's huge <laughs> um so the zephyr's obviously not as big as that but it's way bigger than like a quinjet so it's very big um colson does mention in amongst this discussion uh, the sokovia accords and mac asks to work on lola however colson declines his offer why why does he decline mac is the perfect person to work on because on everything on he says is custom yeah, everything's custom. Yeah, like, hmm. There's some. There must be something more to Lola. Then he's like, she's not here. We can't afford to show Lola. I'm like, all right, okay. Lola's broken. That's what happened. She'll be back. Because Clark Gregg did mention that uh, the car was on set at one point. He was like, oh, look, Lola. Um, anyway, they get called back to HQ, um, but it's classified because everything these days is classified. Yeah, uh, we see it back at. But no, sorry, it's actually not HQ. Uh, I should reiterate this. They get called back to the playground, but it's classified to why they have to go back. The playground is the main shield base from last season, so that's where we've we've basically been based for the last couple of years, and that that's what the base is called the playground, which I only just discovered today. <laughs> I didn't. I, I, I don't. I don't think I realized that either. Yeah, but it's, it's called the playground. I don't know if they've ever mentioned that in the show, but that's what it's called. Mm. Uh, we see May training shielding to the base. Um, Agent Piper from last season is still here. 
mm -hmm. if you remember her, one of the few S.H.I.E.L.D. agents they actually bothered to name and gave lines to. She's still there. She has a shorter haircut, which is odd. And uh, she seems like she's now kind of May's right-hand person. Yes. Yeah, she points out that the guy that May's training his mistake was that he tapped out. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was like, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> if if I was about to go up against May, I think I'd run and hide. Yeah, me too. I'm like, nope, nope. You can stick this huge job up your ass. I don't want to fight her. Uh, we find out that May called Coulson and Mac in to inform them about these gruesome deaths in, I believe it's L.A. Yes, and uh, she also tells them that there was one victim who survived. Told May's. Uh, police sources that Quake was there. Uh, now she's obviously not reporting this directly to the proper channels because the director has forbidden Coulson and Mac from going after Quake because he thinks that they let her go, which they didn't. They got nowhere near her. They had no no chance of even catching her. Uh, she does mention as well that Shield has orders to kill Quake if they find out she's responsible for yeah, killing these people. Which we know that she's not. She didn't do this. <coughs> Ever, um, she actually goes. Uh, Daisy goes and makes things worse for herself because she checks in on the the patient who is in hospital recovering from his injuries from this attack. Uh, he and she kind of attacks the uh, people working at the hospital here a little bit, which is not really something a hero type person should be doing. No, she's just like blasting them out the way. <laughs> she's just like. Get out of my way. Right, okay. I think yes, she could have been a bit more subtle about it. But she's a rogue vigilante. She's Quake. You know, uh, she blows up bridges, or tear, knocks down bridges and banks. and She's got a rep to keep. Yeah, she's got to intimidate people a little bit somehow. <laughs> Build her reputation. Uh, this guy tells her that it's too late for him and we see that like he kind of pulls back his covers and we see that he's like bleeding quite profusely from the injury on his like stomach mm -hmm. uh, he says when the rider burns you he burns your soul and a soul can never heal and he kind of collapses on the ground here and uh, Daisy has to blast her way out and run away which was a bit which is obviously I mean she's going to get the blame for his death mm -hmm. like clearly which is not her fault, but again, we're like, well, how did the how did the, this guy burn? How did this guy burn his soul? Because he didn't seem to interact with this guy at all. Maybe he, maybe it was in a previous incident because they did seem to be like possibly trying to lure, yeah, like, run run from him, or maybe even try to lure him out because like they had the weapons to be able to kind of deal deal with him. Also, they thought like the rocket launcher and stuff, so they were prepared for this guy, so they knew about him already. Yeah, uh, it seems like there was a scene before the show started. Yes, which we could have done with seeing, I think, <laughs> just to kind of fill us in. So that must have been what happened. We It must have just been just before the camera started rolling, they were in a fracas with this uh, this rider. Um, we then see Simmons checking out VR for the first time. <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> There's three VR headsets coming out this year, so Shield needs to get involved in that somehow because it's a tech show. Um, it was it was kind of funny though because the the VR like it's not quite calibrated or correctly, which is quite common in VR I, I hear. And uh, 
she's started off like three feet above the ground. <laughs> yeah, um, I've I, I've had minor issues, and it was about as minor as what they had. Yeah, and and uh, Fetch just changes a setting and fixes it. Fixes the Y axis uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Radcliffe and Fitz have been working on this VR program, basically they call it the framework, and they're essentially planning to create some sort of virtual training program for the new steward agents so that May can stop breaking their ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good idea. Like, if you just hurt them virtually, it's only hurting their brains, it's not hurting their actual bodies. So, they can still fight in real life. It's good. Uh, Coulson and Matt come to visit them yeah, See, I disagree. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. I, I disagree okay, with that. Because uh, if you don't get hit for real in real life, or, you know, if you get quote-unquote hit in VR, you don't toughen up. You know, I mean, no. think about it. I mean, you know, you play Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter in VR, and I think I actually bought my first uh, VR beat-em-up game uh, this weekend. I haven't had a chance to play it yet. Actually, I bought it while we were uh, doing the preview show the other night. Um, it's called Feral Rights. But, the, you know, if you get beaten up in a virtual reality thing, you don't feel it. You're not going to get the bruises. You're not going to know what it feels like to get hit, uh, kicked in the sternum or uh, a blow to the head. And the first time you actually have a hit in reality... You're, it's going it, to be a shock to you. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, you're not going to be able to know what to do. Yeah. I, I do think that um, a combination of the two is mm. probably the, the, the right move for them. Like, learn how to fight in the VR and then put that into practice in real-life sparring. Yeah. And you can kind of get around it that way. I guess, I guess it's, a little, uh, it's a little less wear and tear on the body. Yeah. Unless work for the doctors. Uh, we see that as well, though, that there's a lot more people mm -hmm. working for S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Mm -hmm. Like, easily, easily double the amount, probably triple the amount of people here. There's so many people like working in this lab and just like floating about the base now, as opposed to before when they had like a skeleton team, basically. Uh, Coulson and Matt come to visit Simmons. Simmons is now a sadist. Is that... I, I thought it was Simp, but... Special... No, 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 that's the special advisor to the director in science and technology, a sadist. Sadist, okay, <laughs> all right, yep. Yeah. Uh, so she's had a promotion and she's basically in the director's inner circle and because of this she faces random lie detector tests almost every day uh, because the director is paranoid and he's put in place this uh, new system, the Widespread Infiltration Monitoring Program, or WIMP. 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 The director is a wimp. Doesn't sound to me yeah. like Fitz likes the director all that much. No, he's not a fan, but I think this is because he's kind of, uh, he's working Simmons hard, and they're not getting to spend as much time together because of that, and he's a bit annoyed about it. It's fair. It's fair enough, yeah. Uh, Fitz invites Colson and Mac to go with them to Radcliffe's to watch the Aberdeen Inverness Cali Thistle League Cup final. Um, and he tells them that these are football teams. 
And Max says, not sure they are terrible. No, <laughs> these these are football teams. No, they these aren't. are real football teams. Yes, they are. They're real football teams, and they they all play. They both play in the uh, Scottish leagues. Um, now this match actually happened in 2014. The, the it was a league cup final between Aberdeen and Inverness Cali Thistle, where Aberdeen won four two on penalties after a 0 0 draw. <laughs> just just for the fact. <laughs> but yeah, I did. I did like this because I was like, "Oh, oh yes, I know this." <laughs> uh, they 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 got the uh, they got this this one correct. Although, like, this is 2016, so that match happened two years ago. So, the, yeah, it's not not quite historically accurate. That did not happen this year, and probably won't like later in the year either. Anyway, uh, the Colson and Mac declined the invite. Um, Mac, however, does get an exploding pen. And Coulson gets a new hand. A new magic hand. And uh, the, Fitz the, doesn't know yep. why uh, Mac wants an exploding pen. Because I'm why, not sure you what want you want. want the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want an exploding pen. Yeah, I mean, if I had access to one, I'd be like, of course I want an exploding pen. Like, yeah. why wouldn't I have one? <laughs> uh, the... Uh, yeah, so Cozen gets a new hand, and uh, they tell Fitz the assignment they're going on is classified. Fitz is like, right, okay, everything is classified these days. Uh, Simmons, however, can't make the match either, because she's got to work, of course. Uh, we see Daisy sending a mysterious text, something about meeting on 36B. I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Um, we also see that she has a van. Mm-hmm. The, the Daisy spy van is back. If you remember in yep. season one, she had a she had a spy van. She, she she's lived in a van. Gone back, yeah. She's kind of gone back to that. But however, she yeah. does have an apartment. She's graduated a little bit because she's stolen all this money from the banks, presumably, and she's using that to rent an apartment and has bought a van with it. Like, right? Okay, this is a bit shady, but all right. My wife asked uh, something about how you know how does she have money for all this stuff? I said, well, she's. Not, she's uh, knocking down banks. Yeah, I mean, you, like you see in in the basically the first shot of the episode, she's got a pile of money, mm-hmm. <laughs> like from the bank. So, I mean, although I mean, it's probably ill-gotten money that she's stolen from the watchdogs, right? Let's let's go with that for now. Um, still, like, really, she should hand that money into the cops because it belonged to somebody at hey, some point. Hey, hey, hey! Operating cost. Well, yeah, that's what I told my wife. Uh, you know, you need, you know, she she needs to eat. She needs mm-hmm. a place to stay. She needs a van. She needs black lacy underwear. You know, I mean, these she, these things cost money. She needs a hundred thousand dollars <laughs> to do it. Like that's what she needs. But she doesn't need that much money. The uh, she she what she should have done is like the money that she stole back in the watchdog. She should have handed that into the authorities so they could get it back to whoever it was stolen from in the first place because these people obviously stole it from good people because they didn't just get this money like it didn't appear out of thin air they stole it from someone else and she then stole it from them I think is what happened but she should give it back so it can get back to its rightful owner to be a the, true the, hero the, that's what she needs to do. the watchdogs were terrorists they weren't criminals there's a difference Yeah, yes but I mean terrorists steal money like that's how they fund their operations and they do they deal drugs that that sort of stuff. 
I, I, I'm in with the drugs. I don't think they, I, you know, I don't think they're uh, rob, mugging people on the streets or break or burglar or doing uh, involved in burglary. Well, they are definitely hiring people to be involved with burglaries. Mm. Or people that are involved with burglaries and stuff anyway. But, um, I mean, they got this money from somewhere. And there's no way they, like, earned it legitimately through business enterprises. Apart from, like... We don't know who's funding them. Yeah, true. I mean... They could be funded by, by, you know... It could be the same idiots that are giving Donald Trump money to... Uh, run for president. <laughs> Confirm Donald Trump is a watchdog. <laughs> there we go. Another reason to vote for me. Yeah. Chip happens. Uh, 2016. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we then see the uh, the kidnapped thug, who we find out is a member of the Aryan Brotherhood, which are basically like na- Nazis, essentially. Without saying Nazis, these people are like Nazis. Yes, the Aryan um, nation, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see him getting questioned by the driver of the car. Uh, this guy claims that they stole a box and dropped it off to a crew in Chinatown, which the the driver's like, well, that seems a bit weird, like someone from the Aryan Brotherhood working with like people, from, like Chinese people. Like, that doesn't seem right. But the guy's like, well, he's must. <laughs> But the guy's not forthcoming with any more information. And so the driver then says to him, if you don't tell me, you'll have to tell him. I'm like, right, okay. Not sure what he means by that, but okay. Um, so Colson and Mac uh, are then investigating like these people that were murdered and that there's this one guy that's gone missing. Uh, they obviously discover as well that these guys are members of the Aryan Brotherhood. And Mac says to this, they're not, not my kind of brothers. Not my kind of brothers either. Like, I'm with him 100% on mm-hmm. that one. I don't like these people. Uh, they discover that these guys had stolen a big rig and Mac and Colson plan to fight, basically find this big rig after they visit their inhuman asset that they've they've basically arranged a trip to go and check in on, on this inhuman asset a bit early than they were a bit earlier than they were supposed to in order to provide a cover for them to go and investigate this other thing. Uh, when they land, we discover that it's Yo-Yo that they're going to they're going to visit. Uh, we see that there's this guy on the on the plane, Davis, who seems to be the agent who's in charge of the plane. Uh, we find out like a bit of background on him. His wife is seemingly pregnant, or getting very fat, but uh, probably pregnant. Yes. And uh, Mac then kind of talks to Yo-Yo, and uh, he's basically. He's kind of stalking her for procedure. And However, she what she yeah she she's ready to jump his bones right there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It's like this is this is where we notice the difference in the the new time, the time slot where uh, yeah she she says that she wants to ask him out for dinner again. Okay, that's pretty playful. But then you kind of get the feeling that like she wants him like really bad like right now, which is really weird. Um. She does, however, realize that they are there for Daisy, unofficially, because she's she knows about the little quakes that have been happening all over the city. Um, it is mentioned in Amongst Us that she signed the Sokovia Accords, which obviously require UN permission before deploying an enhanced in- individual. So that's how this is like the Sokovia Accords are going to tie into this. 
Now that's kind of it puts a bit of a downer on like the Shield team using their inhuman assets though. Mm-hmm. Which, which is it's actually very good that Daisy's gone rogue, like uh, because otherwise we wouldn't see her. Like she'd be, I don't know, locked up until they got UN permission to use her. I don't know. So it's actually good that Daisy's gone rogue because otherwise she would just be. Uh, she'd have her hands tied every episode, which would be annoying. Yo uh, Yo does say to this, however, Shield moves too slow now, Turtle Man. I prefer to move fast. Uh, and at this point, she just grabs his junk. Yep. <laughs> You're like, okay. Hello. <laughs> I, I mean, it's uh, uh, it's kind of implied because obviously you don't. It's like off screen, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's very clear that that's what she's doing. That's the look <laughs> like, mo- most guys get when you grab their junk. Yeah, so you just, I mean, a lot of the time, especially in a, this work situation, you just wouldn't expect it. This is sexual harassment in the workplace, Yo-Yo. You cannot do this. No, no. She's not an employee. Well, she she's, is, she's she, an asset, so technically she is. Yeah, no, she's more of a somebody they are monitoring. She, she's sort of like a freelancer, I think. So I mean, they, like, because obviously they say that they can call her in if if they get the permission from the UN to use her. So she's kind of like a freelancer, right? But yeah, I thought it, I did think it was really funny. They, they, she called him Turtle Man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that should be Max, like code name Turtle Man. <laughs> um, just at this point, when she grabs his junk, Cole soon walks in and uh. Awkward. Yeah, we gotta go. Yeah, but like I just, didn't give him enough of a look though. I wanted Coulson just to give him like a really weird look, and he he didn't. It's like oh, they missed the trick. Or or like give him like a really funny line, and they obviously just couldn't come up with one that would have would have fitted. But I think they could have they could have come up with something really funny there. Yo Yo then at this point leaves, offering Mac to come and visit her anytime he's in Miami. Just because they can't work together doesn't mean they can't live a little. Right, okay. <laughs> it's like an open invitation. Like, come to me, Mac. Come to me. Uh, we then see Fitz arriving at Radcliffe's place with beer. Uh, the game is about to start. And we see on the TV that this game is taking place at Stade de Krag Nadun. Okay? This is nothing. This is not a stadium of any kind in Scotland, does not exist. However, uh, if this if this game was like a real game taking place, it would most likely be held at Hamden or Ibrooks or Murrayfield, or in the case of the 2014 game that I mentioned, it was at Celtic Park. Now, Cragnadoon, or Cragnadoon, or whatever you want to say it, is a fictional stone circle that is said to be near Inverness, and it features in the series Outlander, which was a like a book series, mm-hmm. and I think it was a TV show as well, possibly a movie too, um, where a woman uses this, these stones to pass back through time. So I think that's it's a hundred percent a nod to that, but it was very weird that they didn't use a real stadium's name. To me, like it was it was odd. No, now you're getting into licensing issues, maybe. Possibly, yeah, because, I mean, these, these places probably do have licensing and stuff. But the fact that he managed to be able to use the two teams' names and and then, yeah. Anyway, uh, I suppose those two, two teams wouldn't have cost too much money, I don't think. 
now, uh, but yeah, I, I, it was it is it's cool that they put in a little nod to like something else there, like to Outlander, obviously. The Outlander series. I've never read or seen any of the Outlander stuff, but that's Outlander or Highlander. The... Out Outlander. Okay. Not Highlander. Right. That's totally different. <laughs> Have you ever seen Outlander or read the book or anything? I don't think so. No. Yeah. Me neither. But uh, I've heard the TV show. I think I'm sure it's a TV show. I'm, I'm sure I heard it was good, but I've never ever gotten around to watching it. Anyway, um, Fitz is about to get comfy to watch the game, which he says should be pretty lopsided, don't you think? Yeah, their keeper is absolute garbage. Uh, sorry, absolutely crap, which is exactly something that somebody about to watch this game would say. Uh, however, he's interrupted because a naked woman appears out of nowhere. <laughs> and he has no like, idea what to do. Like what? Because I mean, he's just he's uh, like apologizing to her because mm -hmm. he didn't realize she was there, and he's like trying not to look at her because <laughs> he doesn't want Gemma to find out that he accidentally looked at an, another woman naked. God forbid. <laughs> but he, it's quite funny his reaction, like when this woman just appears. Because I mean, Radcliffe has obviously not told him that there's going to be a naked woman showing up, and. It's kind of so jarring. You just didn't expect it. I didn't expect it either. Like, what the fuck is this? Why is there a naked woman in Radcliffe's house? Just walking about. Uh, but I thought woman, it was a great uh, way to introduce Ada. It was. Oh, it was, definitely. This woman says, uh, hello, I'm glad to finally, hello, I'm glad to finally, over and over and over. And Radcliffe comes back and he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, uh, Fitz, meet Ada. And Radcliffe then switches her off. And Fitz is like, what the hell? I mean, what the hell? <laughs> that wouldn't have been my reaction. I'd have said, "What the fuck is this?" And, and ten o'clock? Can you swear at ten o'clock in America? Yes. Fuck is, but fuck is not a word that uh, usually the networks will use. Okay. Well, it's just that, like I would have said, "What the fuck?" Um. But yeah, Fitz is more... I think Fitz is a slightly more proper than us. So he says, he says what the hell instead. Uh, so Radcliffe mentions that Fitz has met this woman before because she was uh, she was Radcliffe's digital personal, personal assistant. <laughs> and he built her a naked body for some reason. <laughs> like, right, okay. Uh, Fitz well, what's he going to build her? A clothes body? I mean, you build the naked body, and then you put clothes on it. It's called Barbie. Yeah, well, I, I thought that's too, but why is he not dressed it? Why is he not, like, bought some ladies' clothes for it? I, like... I, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I mean, yeah, he's letting her... But, hey, if you build something that looked like that, I'm going to let it walk around the house naked, too. I suppose. But, I mean, the <laughs> question is, like, how, lo how long has he had it there mm. for? What has he been doing with it? Like, <laughs> like running about naked in his house? Like, is he just, like, watching it? Or, like, what? I, mean, yeah, I don't even want to get into what he's been doing with it. It's very weird. I'm sure there's some great S.H.I.E.L.D. fan fiction being written right now. Oh, Do not say, share it with us, people. No. <laughs> but, yeah, Fitz kind of goes a bit mad at him here because Radcliffe is not allowed experimentation without approval and oversight. And this is one of the conditions of his pardon. So yeah, he's basically built a robot that can pass for human. Uh, she's got micro expressions and she's 
very realistic. And uh, Radcliffe is calling like the robot it, uh, Ida it, mm-hmm. and Fitz is like, "Well, this is clearly a she. I've seen its parts. It's clearly a she." <laughs> But yeah, Radcliffe mentions that she's not going to pass the tu- the Turing test at the moment. Um, what is the Turing test? I'm not 100% familiar with that. I don't know the Turing test, but he also mentions the Uncanny Valley, which I do understand. Okay, so what's the Uncanny Valley then? All right, the Uncanny val- Valley is basically a video game term. You should know this. And it's that mm-hmm. when uh, graphics get to the point that it's uh, so realistic. There's something that makes it wrong and t- takes you out out of uh, the realization that it's real. You know, mm-hmm. there's just that tiny little imperfection that ruins the uh, the difference between reality and what you're seeing on and computer generated. In video games, it is almost always mouth movements. They are absolutely... Most developers are absolutely garbage at getting mouth movements correct. Like, it just doesn't look right. when Characters look so realistic and then they start to talk and you're like, hmm, that doesn't... Something's not right there. Yeah, the the Turing test is... Here, I got, I'm uh, pulling up Wiki just... Okay, you do Turing test. Yeah, I've, I've, I've got it here. So, the Turing test is... Uh, the test of a machine's ability to exhibit intelligent behavior equivalent to or indistinguishable from that of a human. Okay. <laughs> so Unc- having like basically having like a natural conversation and stuff like that with with a person. Right, and if you could tell that a lot of times she would lag in her conversation. She was like it was almost like t- speaking to somebody that's autistic. Uh, she'd mm-hmm. be uh, you know maybe uh, ten to twenty seconds behind the rest of the conversation. With her response, but you know, you, you could easily like you could easily program that out by making her a little bit more kind of ditzy, mm-hmm. like playing her off as being a bit kind of silly and flippant rather than like similarly intelligent looking and sounding when she speaks. So they could work on that and get mm-hmm. and get rid of that. Here, here's the wiki uh, definition of uncanny valley. In aesthetics, the uncanny valley is the hypothesis—the hypothesis that human replicas that appear almost, but not exactly, like real human beings, elicit feelings of eeriness and revulsion among some observers. Valley denotes a dip in the human observer's affinity for the replica, a relation that, uh, yeah, a relation that otherwise increases with the. Re- replicas human likeness examples can be found in robotics and 3d uh, computer animation among others so yeah like you said uh, mouth movements uh, tend to uh, throw you off and throw off the the sense yeah Ada has good mouth movements though (laughs) (laughs) because she is being played by a real life actress Mm -hmm. who is doing it does quite a good job, to be honest, of like pretending to be a fake person. Like, I, I, I was quite impressed by the way that she portrayed this uh, robot character. It's well done. Um, so uh, Radcliffe wants Fitz's help on the project, and he's kind of there. Are, Fitz is uh, very unsure about this at this point. Um, now we then see Daisy getting on a bus. And Yo-Yo's on the bus as well. So they're obviously in contact. 
Um, Yo-Yo gives Daisy a update on what Shield is doing and like that they are in the area and whatnot, and also gives her some pills that she somehow managed to steal from Shield for rapid bone healing. Presumably, she did this when uh, she was with Mac. Like maybe when she grabbed his junk, she was actually like stealing the pills at the same time. <laughs> and she was just doing that to distract him. It was a like, good distraction. But yeah, they'll like, distract have... most guys. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to go back and rewatch the scene, but I didn't see her take anything. But maybe she did, and we were just too distracted by like being shocked at her grabbing Max's junk. Uh, we we found out that Daisy's been tracing the sale of a weapon and. Uh, she's stumbled across this serial killer. Uh, she does. Uh, Yo Yo kind of talks about like her having no roots and stuff like that, but that everyone gets attached to something eventually. Um, Yo Yo wants a picture of this guy, the serial killer guy. Uh, how, and she also mentions that uh, Coulson is just trying to track Daisy down to bring her in. And Daisy says, well, she doesn't want anything to do with that because she just wants nothing to lose. Now back at the uh, back at the playground, May and Simmons discuss the spectrum of security. <laughs> the, the security rainbow. Me is red, Simmons is orange. Presumably Fitz is blue, I don't know, and Colson's green, pink, maybe? I don't know. It, it kinda reminds me of the Power Rangers. Like they've all got their own <laughs> colour now for some reason. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah. Uh, so May has to request hardware from Simmons, and May's like, well, shouldn't red be higher than orange? Like, usually red, uh, like a red alert is higher than an orange alert, isn't it? Yeah. I'm sure it is. But Simmons is like, no, no, no. Red encompasses both red and yellow. So, yeah. Uh, the director didn't want to use numbers because he didn't want the team members to feel like less than each other. But... Simmons does have a higher clearance than May, only in most instances, uh, and <laughs> May kind of feels May kind of feels a bit less than. Uh, Simmons asks May about the death in the hospital, and May claims to know nothing about it, and tells her, well, "Why don't you ask your director friend? Soon as you're so in with him." Uh, we then see Daisy, who sees a graffiti artist painting a very awesome Ghost Rider mural. Like this flaming skull and then uh, he's putting like a bunch of crosses on it and basically each one is a person that he's killed. And there's like a good 20, 20 odd crosses on this on this mural. Very cool mural. Yeah. Uh, Colson and Mac then find the this truck that they were looking for in an old warehouse. And this guy with a tow truck from, I think it's Canelo's Auto and Body. Yep. Auto uh, prepares, Body. Prepares, yeah. Uh, prepares chains to tow the truck away. Which is the uh, name Coulson. of the garage in the comic. Okay. Cool. Uh, Coulson uses his new magic hand to scan this truck. And uh, Mac is like, oh, oh, why don't I get one of these? And Coulson's like, well, if you want tech like this, you should have cut off your own hand. <laughs> Which is funny because if you, you remember, it was Mac that cut off Coulson's hand. Yes. It was it was a great <laughs> dig between. I mean, obviously there's no malice there. He's just uh, oh yeah giving him shit. Yeah, it's, it's good. It's good to camaraderie between yeah. the two. Uh, Coulson sees that there's two guys that are dead in the back of the truck, and they open it up and they see that these two guys somehow tore each other apart. 
Um, they also have like an Infinity logo or something that looks like an Infinity logo on their uniforms. These are employees of Thanos. <laughs> you found the connection. It's all connected, Andy. <laughs> yes. It's all connected. The Infinity Gems are, sort are here. No, it's all connected, uh, sort of. Sort of, yeah. Uh, the uh, the driver returns to the, the thug, and we see that it's the guy who was at this uh, warehouse to tow the truck away. And he says to this thug, that, well, the, this is the Aryan guy, that there was no buyer there. Uh, he then gets in the car and drives it at the thug. The guy says, uh, I don't deserve to die. And the driver says, well, everyone says that. Like, right, okay, this guy's a bit brutal, and drives the car straight at him. Uh, Daisy then finds out that there may be spare parts for this car that she's looking for at Camelo's junkyard. It's Camelo's, isn't it? No, it's Canelo, I think. Can Canelo's, sorry, yeah, yeah. Canelo's. Um, basically, she's showing this to like a bunch of petrol heads to see where she might be able to find this car if anybody knows who it is. Because she obviously like has printed out a picture of the car from the internet, like the Dodge Charger with the awesome engine poking out its, its hood. Um, now back at the playground, Simmons puts two and two together and realizes what's been going on, like the whole thing with uh, with Colson being away and like. She's, he's really going after Daisy and May called them in and told them about it so that it would stay off the books. Uh, Simmons obviously has to report it to the director. Uh, she does mention that the director broke up the band on purpose and then she sends May's team to bring in Coulson and Mac by force if necessary and that's an order. Yes, ma'am. Which is like... It's kind of uh, a bit of a turn-up for the books, this one, because May's always really been above Simmons. Mm-hmm. And now Simmons is, like, kind of taking her job as a sadist a bit literally. Well, she tries to explain to her... One bit. She, she tries to explain, saying, look, I don't trust the director either, but he trusts me, and we need that uh, in order... Basically, she's saying, look, I'm a double agent. I'm trying to help mm. you guys, but um, the only way I can do that is by keeping, uh, gaining and keeping the director's trust. And, you know, at the same time, yes, it's, it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it's really weird from, like, Simmons, because she's always been pretty nice mm. in the past, and, like, in this, she's just now, like, a bitch an absolute bitch to me and he's just like oh but you were so nice and now it's just so horrible <laughs> um now colson and mac then uh go to this place called cosmogenic which i don't recognize from the from the comic books but yeah no i don't think it is i think it's I've a new company i've never heard of it no, I think it's a new company invented for the show. And they go to this company called Cosmogenic, which has this Infinity Symbol logo. So this is obviously the tie to the guys from the truck. And they put up some some cameras at one of their... I don't even know what the company does. It's just like one of those vaguely named companies that could do one of many things. Um, but it's basically like a big kind of warehouse place they've got. And so Cosmo Mac put up some cameras. Uh, Radcliffe and Fitz then discuss Ada 
and Fitz gets to talk to her and he asks her what she's designed for. Uh, she tells him that she's designed to protect people and to stop things like their friends being killed and that sort of stuff. And she kind of lists like Lincoln and Andrew and Trip even. A trip mm-hmm. mention. A trip mention. I was like, oh, Triplet. What a cool guy he was. Uh, she does also mention that she's incapable of killing, which is important to note. And that she will serve as a decoy target, uh, a safeguard, a shield. Now, uh, Fitz at this point like tells Radcliffe to shut her down and says, well, they can't tell Simmons about this because uh, they don't know what the new director would do and uh, do with this technology and that Simmons would obviously have to tell him so he would find out about it. Uh, but so they they need to perfect this before they can take it to Simmons. I'm like, right, okay, that's that's fine. And uh, now the interesting thing to note is that Radcliffe does mention in amongst this Ultron and he, mm-hmm. the AI is banned because of this. So it's not quite like it's not quite AI somehow. I'm not sure how it's not AI, but he says it's not AI because AI is banned. Like, right, okay, because of Ultron. But yeah, we don't. We could end up with an Ultron situation here again. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the fact that it's been programmed not to kill says to me mm. that it can be programmed to kill. Mm. Yeah, if you just, like, change that N yeah. to a Y, <laughs> then yeah. it's going yeah. to be able to kill. Like, the in that programming code, someone likes, like Daisy hacks into it and goes, boop, press one button, and then that's it, done. So uh, Coulson and Mac watches the uh, these Chinese guys take delivery of the box. This is at the Cosmogenic place. Um, the delivery guys tell what happened to their colleagues. Uh, they were moving this box when they just basically started fighting amongst each other. Uh, the other two guys shot them and locked them in the back of the truck because they were like seemingly going at it quite badly. The uh, the sort of head of the Chinese guys is like, well, it's probably because they saw what was in the box and it's extremely valuable and whatnot. But uh, these these two idiots <laughs> didn't didn't bother to burn the bodies or ditch the truck in the ocean, so someone will find the truck and trace it back to them because they were wearing uniforms of this company. But yeah, they then then take a look at the box. What's in, What's the, in box? the box? What's in the box? <laughs> so basically, they mentioned that it's something to bring their new enhanced enemies to their knees. And we then see the the driver, who we find out his name is Robbie. Uh, locking up his car as he gets a visit from Daisy. Uh, she asks about the black charger and he says that, well, he doesn't, it doesn't ring a bell to him, even though he, like, it's, it's in, it's in the, it's in the warehouse there. Uh, she says that, okay, well, she'll come back tomorrow morning and speak to, like, whoever is working days. Because he says he only works one night a week, so he doesn't know anything. So he's like, right, okay, this, this girl is not going to go away. So he's like, well, yeah, why don't you come over here and I'll show you this book of sales instead. Uh, the Chinese guys then open the box and there's like some sort of gas comes out of the box. But it's not really a gas. It's ghosts. Yeah, this is weird. Some sort of gas ghosts, which is very mystical and a very different direction from what we've seen Shield go for. Because, but, I mean, it does have it does have some tangibility because it is... It is a gas, so I don't know whether it is a gas and it's making people see ghosts, or if it is the ghosts are made of gas. But yes, yeah, very weird. Some type so, of vapor. 
yeah, some weird sort of gas vapor, um, which makes these Chinese guys see hallucinations of scary shit. Um, like basically, it kind of makes them see their their uh, colleagues or friends as like almost zombies, mm-hmm. like with their eyes are all kind of blacked out and stuff. Um, which is a very slightly reminiscent of Doctor Strange because we've seen so far in the trails and stuff like they, there is some weirdness going on with like uh, the bad guy's eyes. Mm-hmm. If you if you remember, he's got like black blackness going on under his eyes. Now I'm not entirely sure this is a tie-in, like a direct tie-in anyway, but it could be like a thematical tie-in. Well, I actually found an article uh, where they're saying that if you went back and you looked at the trailer of um, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. that uh, oh, let me see, go back and watch the trailer for Doctor Strange and take a look at. Mads M- Michelson's character, Cassilius. He sports mm-hmm. some gruesome scars as his eyes look severely burned with purple-black skin. The, car- yep. the scars look very similar to May's hallucinate. Well, mm, I'm getting ahead of ourselves. To the, yeah, to the, to the hallucinations. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I can kind of see it, but I don't think it's, like, it's direct. However, I mean, it could be. Like, we obviously, we've not seen Strange yet, so... Right, um, and you know the reason I'm a little uh, skeptical of that is, from what we hear, the ties to Doctor Strange are little to none. But you know, Marvel's known for lying through their teeth all the yeah, time. Yeah, but I mean, like this, to, to me, this would be a little tie, like having the same gas show up in two places. L- I, like, I'm not even sure it's a little tie. tie. It might be, it may be that we actually get some decent tie in this time. Possibly, but like, like to me, if it's just this gas, like yeah. the same gas happens to show up in Doctor Strange, and it, this is what makes him have the weird eyes, then that would be a little, little tie to me. Mm. Um, we then see that uh, Robbie is about to attack Daisy when she quakes him into a car. Uh, he grabs a pipe, and it bursts into flames, which was awesome. And he says to her, "You've got the devil inside you too." Yep. Well, she doesn't because she's an inhuman, but seemingly that's confirmed that he's got the devil inside him, which is interesting. And we'll talk, and we'll talk about that a little bit more kind of at the end. Um, now, Coulson and Mac decide to call for backup in case these uh, Chinese guys kill someone beside each other. And Mac's like, well, yeah, us. <laughs> what about us? Uh, May shows up then immediately. <laughs> Just as soon as Mac calls in, May's like, there. And she patches her team into Colson's camera feed, which was cool. She just like plugged in a USB and went boop, and like the sort the sort of camera feed pops up on her glasses as well as the rest of the team's glasses. And her team then does like a surgical strike and takes down everyone with ice, like ridiculously easily within about five seconds. And May takes off her glasses here, and we see that a ghost passes behind her. And she kind of goes, mm. and like has a shiver, which was odd because it didn't seem to affect anyone else, just me. Now, do you think it could be to do with like the seeing of this rather than the inhaling of the gas? Like if you see this thing, because the other people obviously all had stuff over their eyes. They were all wearing glasses and were seemingly unaffected by it. Uh, and she was the only one that took off her glasses. Because I was trying to see like if she inhaled something somewhere, because usually with a gas, mm. like, to get a hallucinogenic sort of thing, it's usually that you inhale it, but she didn't inhale anything. 
in amongst this. So the only thing that was different about her is that she took off her glasses. Hmm. But were the other guys like wearing maybe gas masks or something? No, no, they they had like clear mouths, um, but they did have like the glasses over their eyes. It's an interesting theory. So I don't know quite how that would work in terms of the science of it, but this might be a mis- quite mystical. I don't know. Oh, it's definitely mystical. Uh, oh yeah, oh definitely. Uh, we then get to see Daisy versus the driver, who's <laughs> obviously obviously the Ghost Rider, mm-hmm. um, or the Ghost Driver, because calling him Rider. Anyway, we'll get into that. Um, he mentions that he only kills people who deserve it. She's like, well, you killed a detective. He's like, well, this guy had blood all over his hands. And, oh, you killed a teacher. He's like, but he was a pedophile. And she says to him, well, you don't get to deserve, you don't get to decide who deserves to die. And he turns around and says to her, I'm not the one who decides. And we see him transform into Ghost Rider, flaming skull and all, his skin just like, burns away and mm-hmm. he's got the flaming skull so fucking cool like i i'm so glad that they were like revealed like his full like mm-hmm. quote-unquote persona and costume in this first episode because like i said they did it they teased it with hive and the, the review ultimate was very underwhelming but this was absolutely bang on like the cg was so good on on this skull so good they obviously spent a lot of money CG in that skull, <laughs> and it's worth it because it's very good. They, they, it was a spectacular version of the Ghost Rider. Mm. I mean, it, it looks like almost exactly like the version in the comics, the Robbie Reyes version. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yes. No. No. Maybe actually, maybe it doesn't because he was a. Actually, no. Maybe, I don't think it does. One, one of the it things would... about the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, the art style was kind of funky. It was. Mm-hmm. It kind of had, um, kind of a graffiti look to it. I don't know if you looked at any of the issues or even read any of them over on uh, Marvel Unlimited. Uh, but I, you know, I, did, one, I did not. I go ahead. I I did not read any of the issues, but like I have seen it. However, I believe that he just wears a helmet. No, like the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider in the in the comics. No. No. Full-on Ghost Rider. But it's, a, it's a, like a flaming metal helmet no. he's wearing. No. no. Hey, I read all 12 issues. Okay. I, 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 I'm going to pull <laughs> okay. the uh, expert card on this one. Our, uh, yeah, uh, he, no, he is a full-on Ghost Rider. He's more bony or uh, angular. His skull than uh, Johnny Blazes, and you know, I mean, there, there's a scene where they're battling each other, so you can, you know, you get to compare both Ghost Riders to each other. Um, mm. Robbie Reyes's uh, skull is is more angular, I guess might be the right mm. word. It's got you know a lot more mm-hmm. uh, sharp corners to it. Where uh, Johnny Blaze is more of a rounded skull, but no, it's a it's a full on it's a full on it's a it's not a helmet. It's a full it's a, an actual flaming <laughs> skull. 
but yeah, it does look it does look very very cool, and it's mm-hmm. it clearly in this uh, in this uh, iteration, he's he's definitely like a skull that is on fire. It's not like it's definitely not a helmet or anything like that. Um, he, I think he looks. I know you've never seen the uh, the Nick Cage movies, mm-hmm. but it looks way way better than than that one. Okay. Like I mean, CG's come along. CG's come a long way in in this uh, in that amount of time. Like I think it was what year was that? I think two thousand and it was only five, four or five years, years ago that they did the last movie. Yeah, but, I mean the, the first one. Yeah. Obviously, they just did the same like no. CG. Uh, I can't remember when it was. You, you keep talking. 2007. Out. 2007. All right. All right. So that's nine years ago. So CG's come a long way in that time. Even like, like television CG's come a long mm-hmm. way in that time compared to like Hollywood CG's. It's a lot, a lot better and presumably cheaper to make it nowadays than it was back then. So it looks really good and it's definitely better than the the uh, the Nick Cage version, <laughs> which was just a, like a normal looking skull on fire. This one looks like fierce as fuck um but yeah they did a really good job with this i was very impressed um so yeah it, it, they end up having they fight a bit more and he ends up trapping daisy with a shelf and she's kind of like quaking it to stop it falling on top of him uh, on top of her and she kind of tells him to do it because she deserves it and obviously she's like meaning like or kill kill me i deserve it like she's looking for a way out kind of at this point but he walks away because clearly she doesn't deserve it because she's a good person. Now, uh, we we get a kind of a bit of a montage here just to kind of wrap the episode up. We see on the on the plane, these Chinese guys are on drips to recover them. Uh, Fitz and Simmons cuddle up in bed. Fitz is clearly not told uh, Simmons about Ida. <laughs> Which is a smart move. Yes, definitely. Like, oh, did I mention I saw a naked lady today? And you're like, what? <laughs> uh, Radcliffe puts Ada behind a bookcase in his house in a secret compartment, which, yeah, okay. He's built a secret compartment in his house to hide his naked lady robot. Okay. <laughs> his blow-up doll. Out, out yeah, his blow-up doll, yeah. <laughs> uh, I keep my blow-up doll in a secret compartment so the wife can't find it. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we then see uh, Robbie meeting his brother, who gets dropped off um, by a, a lady whose name I can't remember, but uh, yeah, I don't think she was consequential at the moment. Um, we found out that his brother's in a wheelchair, and we see that Daisy's watching on from her spy van. And she says, oh, ev- everyone's attached to something. So this is her angle that she's going to, play up somehow to get to uh, to get to the Ghost Rider uh, Colson and May play backgammon and uh, we find out that the director is obviously going to call Colson to HQ to explain his actions and going off book and all that sort of stuff but I mean you just like see if the director goes why did you do this and just go I'm Phil fucking Colson like that's what <laughs> I have to do drop the mic <laughs> and the the thing that happens here, though, is that May sees Coulson's face kind of melt away. So she's obviously been affected by this, like, ghost hallucinogen thing. So she's seen this hallucination. She just kind of, like, shakes it off and is like, oh, I'm just tired. Like, I'm okay. Mm. She just kind of blows it off. 
and Coulson says to her, who knows what tomorrow holds. And that's the end of the episode. Um, so in next week's episode, obviously we're going to get they're going to we're going to get to meet the director for the first time. Find out his name, I would assume. Hold on, there was uh, an after scene. Mm, what what was it? Because I did not see it. Oh, crap. Um, I, I watched two different versions of, of this, and neither one had had an after scene on it. Oh, maybe maybe it, maybe it was the backgammon scene. Yeah, I thought the backgammon scene was it. Yeah. Because obviously the versions I watch, all the adverts are taken out, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and then they showed scenes of next week and uh, yeah. more quaking Ghost Rider. Mm. So yeah, uh, good episode overall. Um, I did feel there was something missing from the episode, and I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. I th- I think uh, we all kind of agree to that. I mean, it was an okay episode, but I don't know, as my wife said, and I thought it was a good point, after watching Daredevil this summer and, uh, you know, just finishing that up, uh, just the caliber of show between Daredevil and S.H.I.E.L.D., it's, uh, you know, the acting, the writing, everything seems better on Daredevil. I mean, and that's that's definitely not what it was for me. I, I think that, like, for me, I, I do look look at these shows mm-hmm. quite differently. Like Daredevil yeah. to Shield, I don't, I don't, I don't, I try not to compare them because I know like Daredevil has it does have a higher caliber writing and stuff like that, and I I can accept that. But Shield, I look at it as like in a different way, and I've always kind of looked at it as like being the interactions between the team mm-hmm. and the fact that they've like splint the fact that they've splintered the team. Like, I think I do think that that takes away somewhat from the show like what the show is because the show is the team and like the fact that the interactions between them all here are very fleeting and short-lived it, it takes away somewhat from the episode I, having I, said that yeah yeah no I, I i tend to agree with you but isn't that the way this i mean this is the way they start almost every season with the team broken up i mean last year you had Gemma off on uh, malveth you had May, uh, who had qu- basically retired from Shield. The rest of the team was like there, though. I mean, you had like six people as the team doing mm. the t- the team stuff, and like this time it's just Mac and Coulson doing the team stuff, and everyone else is doing this or that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had uh, you know, every every year, one or two members are not around at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, season two, Gemma was working for Hydra. Remember, we didn't even see mm-hmm. her for the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, that's just it's. It seems like one of the recurring themes in Shield is at, the team is all broken up, and then they slowly come back together. Um, and start working together. And this year, I think uh, one of the problems is the director has really uh, done a, a number on them and has really broken up the team significantly. Mm. Uh, yeah. I, I, th- I think that they've actually 
I think they've done this deliberately, um, specifically in this episode, to make us be a little bit annoyed about it. Mm-hmm. Like not specifically oh, yeah. us, but like for for the viewers to be annoyed about the fact that the team is not together, to make us not like this new director, to pitch him as a kind of adversary to the team. Like totally. a, I don't know, like a, cor- a corporate busybody sort of thing. Yeah, who's come in and just totally. like fucked with the status quo, and we're like, ah, I don't like this. But that's quite clever to do that, like to your audience. I think. I'm not. I'm not. But it's clever. Yeah, it's annoying, and yes, it it's creating that. uh, You know, so that when they finally do get back together, it's going to be awesome. Um, And you know, that's that's what we are wishing for, or hoping to see. So yes, I I think I think you've hit on it. That part of it is there isn't that team dynamic. You don't. You know, you have Colson. You know, you have Colson and. Mac doing the lethal weapon thing to an extent. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a tense or strained relationship. You can see there's some strain to the relationship between Gemma and Fitz. Mm-hmm. To I mean, you know, she's taking on this new yep. job. Now, um, now Fitz is hiding things from her. You know there's going to be a jealousy scene where of some sort coming up, where uh, you know uh, Gemma catches him with the blow up doll. I think that's what we'll call her. <laughs> the blow up doll. Yeah, yeah, and, and and I think he's gonna. What they could do with it, which would be so funny to me and so so smart as well, is like that he that they catch. That someone somehow catches them together, and he has to claim that he's been seeing her on the side somehow. Maybe that, and that she could breaks work. up, and she breaks up with him because of it. That that would, which I think would be awesome. That would be that that would be interesting. You got you got to at least break them up for a little bit. Mm. Unfortunately. Yeah, but I think that would be an awesome way to mm. do it. Like, and that would be as well. Like Ada passing the the test <laughs> you know if she managed to pull that off convincingly that would work but so yeah. you you have all these you know unfortunately it's maybe the other problem is we've seen this uh this act before because it seems like every year we start the season with the everybody uh split up this is the third season in a row where where that has occurred, that uh, a good part of the team is not together. Mm. And, oh, the other thing I hate is I hate uh, Daisy's uh, eyeliner. We got to mention that. Yeah, it's too much. Like, they had it, they had it right in the, the sort of the flash forward, the six months six months in the future flash forward that it was absolutely bang on there but now it's like she looks like a panda (laughs) (laughs) yeah we won't call her quake we'll call her sad panda (laughs) yeah it's the sad panda she's the sad panda yeah but yeah so she's the other thing to know about her is like she's taking these pills to like help her bones heal Mm -hmm. so her emotional state is like it's not uh, it's not being able to hold her powers as it was previously. She's like 
a bit of a wreck at this point. So that's why she's having to use the use these uh, pills to heal her bones because before she was totally in control of her pills and if you remember she doesn't she didn't need the gauntlets anymore to control the the quakes so it wouldn't like the gauntlets were designed by uh, Simmons to stop them hurt to stop her quakes from hurting her and then eventually she learned how to control them and got rid of those so now she's kind of a little bit out of control with like using her pills you think she's using too much but I think she's just like go, like she's out of control like emotionally and yeah. obviously, like that's to do with like the death of Lincoln and whatnot. And I think maybe you know she uh, she doesn't care about life anymore to yep. an extent. She's, I mean, you're you're I mean, you're seeing the signs of the guilt when she's telling the the punish or not the Punisher, the Ghost Rider to uh, do it because uh, she deserves it. Now, that, that is one thing to know. Like, I know, I know you nearly said Punisher there. Yeah. Because there is, there is definitely, like, a comparison to be made between the Punisher and the Ghost Rider. Because, I mean, they both kill bad people. Like, mm-hmm. and it's the same, essentially. Like, and, and like, Daisy says to him, what, like, uh, oh, yeah, you don't get to decide who deserves to die. Which is almost verbatim, like, a line that Daredevil says to the Punisher. <laughs> true <laughs> you're like okay well yeah and ghost rider is going around killing all these really bad guys which is exactly what the punisher did and and daredevil as well so there's definitely like a bit of, a bit of similarities going on there yeah but what did you what did you what did you think of the ghost rider um well one of the things that uh i did see in the preview is uh daisy questions robbie and says, you sold, you know, she says, you sold your soul to the devil. And that is not how Robbie Reyes became the Ghost Rider. That has nothing to do with it. So it'll be interesting to, you know, they, and it was just a, you know, it was part of the scenes from next week. So it wasn't uh, fully fleshed out. So it'll be interesting to see yes. uh, whether or not they are going with more of a combination Johnny Blaze. Robbie Ray is Ghost Rider, or there's more to it. Because as we said last yeah. week, uh, or yeah, on last on the preview episode in uh, the com- in the comic, uh, basically this male- malevolent uh, spirit of Eli, aka Sodom, uh, <laughs> uh, sit revives Robbie. You know, the, uh, Robbie is gunned down uh, in the car and the car is set on fire. And Eli somehow revives him and uh, they become the Ghost Rider and he and, ha- and he, he sort of has partial possession of Robbie Reyes' body. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the there and also uh, where Johnny Blaze, Danny Catch, all the other former Ghost Riders are possessed by demons. Robbie Reyes is possessed by um, a uh, a serial killer, hitman, Satanist. That's what Eli was, and is yeah. on the B team. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Too bad he doesn't listen to this show. Maybe actually, I think he does. <laughs> but yeah, um, he does. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, so you have so um, I'll be interested to see as they flesh out the Ghost Rider and give more of his backstory what they use from the comic and where they are, you know, where they combine things. Hmm. So, but I mean, well, I thought the ghost Rider like, looked good. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I think it's good. That they've not gone with that whole, the whole Eli thing. Um, cause that's, that needs a bit more explanation than they can just go, Oh, I made a deal with the devil and he put a demon in me in order for me to like, I, I assume it's something to do with his brother because that seems to be like his thing that he cares about. So in order for his brother to survive, because maybe his brother was dying and he's still in a wheelchair, granted, but his brother was dying and he made a deal with the devil so that he would uh, he would give him a life. Now it's well, there's it another. Uh, Go ahead. The the demon that uh, the demon that uh, he was bonded with was, I believe, Zarathos or Zarathos. Yes. That's who. That, that's who possessed Danny Catch and Johnny Blaze. Yes. yes. It's be interesting to see if they name drop that, and also to see if they name drop Mephisto. Yeah. As as the devil, so we'll we'll see if they do that. Now, one of the other, uh, and you know, I I'm not somebody who's uh, sits there and say that's not the way it's in the comic, but I'm going to do that anyways. Um, <laughs> Just because, just because it was something I picked up on, uh, in the comic, Robbie Reyes is still in school. In fact, he gets picked on in school, and school plays a fairly significant uh, part in the comic book. In this, uh, his brother says, "I want to have to go do the books at Canella's," because I guess his brother's coming in to do the accounting, which is weird. Mm. Because in in the comics, his brother is not only uh, wheelchair bound, but he's also kind of autistic. Yeah, but I mean, autistic people can be smart and still like fulfill like a job like that. Yeah, I don't know if they could do. I, I honestly don't know if they could do. Uh, I you know I don't know what autistic people are capable. Well, all right. Uh, let's not go with autistic. Let's go with mentally handicapped yeah mentally handicapped yeah okay. i mean i suppose it depends like how, how severe that is as to what functions you could perform like i mean as as long as it's like a mild sort of handicap then you, you could still like do like a job like that like a desk job definitely i don't know if you could manage the books of a auto body shop though andy i mean it looks like a failing auto body shop to me <laughs> Um, but the, I mean, the other, the other thing with that is in the comic books, it's obvious that his, uh, brother has learning disabilities. So it's a little he more beyond, seem to have that, yeah. Yeah. right. And like I said, the other problem was, uh, in this Robbie has dropped out of school. He says he, you know, because his brother says I want to have to do the do these books if my brother my brother actually finished high school, and he goes I did finish high school. It's called eleventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, but it, it it here we have twelve grades, 
12th grade is okay. All right. So he, he did he did not make it through his senior year and graduate. Okay. Um right. So uh the, the one thing that I want to call out with Ghost Rider mm. is the fact that they've called him Ghost Rider. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. That like it makes sense in the Marvel like comics universe because like there was a Ghost Rider before and this new guy showed up and he looks just like Ghost Rider, so they called him Ghost Rider. That makes sense to me. Mm. In this universe, we haven't, we don't have Ghost Rider. This guy drives a car. <laughs> Why have people <laughs> called him Ghost Rider? Like he's not riding, he's not riding the car. He's driving the car. So that's a bit weird. Yeah, I haven't seen him ride anything. <laughs> Why have people called him Ghost Rider? Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, like I don't think there's any way you could explain it. Like somebody needs to go. Yeah, this is why we call him Ghost Rider. I'm like, okay, that's he's fine. riding a we car, a bicycle one. So okay, that's fine. He, he's right. Ride- he's riding in a car. <laughs> Maybe if he was like standing on top of it or something, then okay. But he's sitting in the car. He's a driver. He's the ghost driver. The ghost driver. <laughs> I, 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 you. Sort of makes sense. I'm not. Dis- I'm. Uh, I'm actually not disagreeing with you. But uh, hey, that's that's the name that people gave him, Ghost Rider, not Ghost Driver. Yep. In <laughs> fact, in the co- I, I, they might actually in the comic book at one point uh, after the battle in the neighborhood, one of the names it might be Ghost Driver, and then uh, I think Robot Driver or something like that. Oh, I've just figured that out. I know what it is. It's because of Knight Rider. Okay, there you go. Because yeah. they've went, they've went. Okay, this is kind of like Knight Rider, but this guy looks a bit like a ghost, and he doesn't show up. Like you don't see him, you can't find him. He's a ghost, Ghost Rider. That's where they've got it from. That's okay. it. Okay, whatever works for you, Andy. It's the only <laughs> way I can explain it. <laughs> and now it begs the question: Why is Knight Rider called Knight Rider when he doesn't ride? Like he drives the car. I don't know. Anyway, good episode. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, Ghost Rider was very cool. It'll be interesting to see where it goes. I'm yes, I, I do like the Ghost Rider. I love the Flaming Skull. I thought that was done very well, and I mean, it, it, they didn't do any tricks like hide the skull or have it, you know, in the shadows with only the flames. They it was full. It was full Monty. I mean, you got to you could pause the screen and actually. Uh, uh, take a good look at the visage and i thought that was fantastic yep so yeah, it was it was really well done very impressive so it'll be i mean while i'm interested intrigued by the ghost rider i think i'm more interested in this ghost vapor stuff and that yeah. seems to be <laughs> you know that was that came out of left field Mm-hmm. We already know the director is a dick, and it's being played by Jason O'Mara, which will be interesting. Because um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing how he plays this director. Because, uh, you know, I think of Jason O'Mara, I usually think of kind of uh, a gruff street level cop style guy. Mm-hmm. And this, I, you know. I, I I'm getting more of a bureaucrat, uh, HR type person here because he's using colors so people mm-hmm. don't feel like uh, they're inferior. 
uh-huh. and things yep. like that. So it's <laughs> like, um, so what? Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how they por- how he portrays the new uh, director. Yeah, what I'm actually the most interested to find out is the guy's name, because the fact that they've not told us his name and not mentioned it in the show and not like put it in the cast list or anything like that must mean that he's a Marvel character of some kind, surely. Oh, they've said that. They said he has ties. Yeah, I'm thinking so he's Dum Dum's grandson. I would like him to be Quatermain, Agent Quart- like Agent Quatermain or Director Quatermain, because he's one of the like Shield agents that like mm-hmm. is a kind of known name mm-hmm. Shield agent, and we haven't seen him show up in Shield, so I would like him to be Quatermain. That cool. that would work too. But I thought they said he had ties, which could mean Quatermain. It could be Clay Quatermain. Yeah. So, but we'll see. We'll find we'll find out next week. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's much else to say about the episode. We did get some tweets and Facebook stuff though. We got oh, t- oh, one thing before we move on to that. Sorry, uh, the ratings. The ratings. You said you had the ratings. Yes. So I've I read a few. I've read. <laughs> curious to see if the Ghost Rider, like uh, the Ghost Rider billing and the advertising campaign they've had and stuff like that around it, has helped the ratings in any way. It did all right. It was it was down last year. It got a one point seven for the fall premiere, mm-hmm. and that was at nine o'clock. This is at ten o'clock. This is a slot that Marvel does absolutely horrible in. Um, but it got and it got a one point one. Okay. Um, it came in third behind This Is Us, which was a new show on uh, NBC. Um, okay. Which had some buzz around it. That this is us got a two point eight and nine point nine eight okay. million. NCIS uh, got a one point four. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, or let's see, this is us got a two point eight with a ten share. NCIS got a one point four with a five share, and eleven point. Mm-hmm. Over 11 million viewers, but in the key mm-hmm. demographic, it got a 1.4. And then yep. uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got a 1.1 or a 4 share with 3.58 million viewers. Mm, okay. uh, and what they're saying is, while S.H.I.E.L.D. is down, you know, it's also at the new time slot. It's still doing better mm, yeah. than almost anything they've had on at ten o'clock in years. Okay, good. And I had I, I saw some other articles that actually said that these numbers were considered good for uh, Shield and for ABC in that time slot. And w- as and, we and know, so th- this is a show mm. that lives off of DVR. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. So just to be clear, that's just the live numbers, not the plus ones or any of that. Right. Yeah. So um, we'll see next week. I'm sure it's going to get a huge bump because now it's on an hour later. Some some uh, viewers will be going to, Yeah, I think even more viewers will probably be in bed uh, than yeah. in the past. And that this is something that people are going to watch um uh, on their DVRs, because everybody watches everything. Yep. Nobody watches anything live anymore. <laughs> no. 
actually B team got done early last night, so I I uh, actually was able to watch it twice this week because I watched it last night after B team as well. Mm. Maybe, maybe that's just what they're thinking. They're like, well, this show does almost all of its viewing on DVR, so mm. it doesn't matter when we put it on, as long as we put it on. So they may as well just put it in at that time slot. And like you say, it's doing better than anything else this is done in that time slot for them before. So it works out good for them in in all directions, really. But presumably, they, as long as it doesn't lose them any like of the DVR people, then it doesn't matter. Yeah. So maybe 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 we're okay. Maybe maybe it'll be okay for another season. <laughs> I want to go that far, Andy, but we'll see. I yeah. I think they're spending <laughs> a lot of money on uh, this season with uh, uh, with the special effects. But hey, who mm. knows? May- maybe it catches on. Maybe it catch. Maybe it catches fire. <laughs> yep. <coughs> and we. Uh, and uh, we get a fifth season, but so far, we're uh, you know we're off to a good start. A little bumpy. We'll see where it goes. So, all so right. yes, we did get did get some tweets and, and Facebook stuff. What do you have up? Any of it? <laughs> no. I have nothing. I was I was prompting you to. Get them. All right. Um, I, I do have the I have the tweets up already so okay i'll, I'll pull out the facebook thing again. okay so let's see here okay timothy hernandez uh wrote two tweets the season premiere showed what's great about the show strong female characters Usually, I, I would say yes. Great. I'm not. I'm yeah. just not sure that this was a good example of them. I guess it sh- yeah. maybe it showed Gemma coming into her own. Oh, true. Yeah. <coughs> because you know, May kind of got sidelined. Uh, Daisy is all uh, you know, pouty baby, goth chick. Somebody please kill me and put me out of my misery. So I, uh, I I wasn't feeling that she was strong. Mm, yeah, she was kind of weak actually in, in this episode. Not like in in terms of like it was a bad performance or anything like that. It just overall, she was weakened by her insecurities, shall we say? She's in a dark place. Yes. Timothy Hernandez also says, "I am excited to see how the box is connected to Doctor Strange." I'm gonna. I would be very, very happy if they really use this as a way as a tie-in, and mm. uh, a, and a strong tie-in. I don't and, think. And I'm gonna go out on a lemon. <laughs> go I'm ahead. Go lemon say it's not connected. It's not connected at all. Okay. In any way whatsoever. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that you expected to see, uh, uh, what's his name, Kammerbach, uh in the mid-season mm. finale. I don't. I don't expect to see that. If I saw it, oh my god, yes, that'd be amazing. But it's not going to happen. If that happens, I, I, I'm probably going to have to muzzle you. We'll have the fanfare playing. Oh, Jesus happens. Christ! You're you're going to be insufferable. 
<laughs> James Warren also sent us a tweet. Uh, watched a- AOS season four, episode one. Love goes. Episode one. Love Ghost Rider looks great. Already not liking the director, and not, not even met him yet. Keep going like this. Yeah, they're definitely setting us up to dislike Jason O'Mara's character. Yep, definitely. So, what do you think? Mids, he, he lasts till the mid-season and dies uh, at the hands of Ghost Rider or something? He might do, yeah. yeah. But I think by the the time of his death, he's, he's going to die this season. I guarantee it. Every director of S.H.I.E.L.D. has died, like I mentioned last on the, the primer. So he's he's marked for death. He's going to die. <laughs> and um, but yeah, I think that by the time he does die, we'll like him for some reason. He'll do something like one thing that will make us like him. I don't know what it will be, but he'll do one thing that will make us like him. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I, I don't know how, what they're setting him up for. Hmm. And how long do you think the Ghost Rider storyline goes? Does it go all first half of the season, or is this a four to five to six episode story arc? I think for probably four to five episodes, because the the problem with the this Ghost Rider storyline is that if they keep focusing on it, it ties the show too much to LA where they are just now. Like, I mean, I suppose you could drive to somewhere else in the country. And they could pursue them there, but I mean, realistically, it's not going to have them going to like England or like Africa mm-hmm. or anything like that. And and Shield has always been about like jumping about and going from different place to different place and seeing different locales and stuff. And they probably don't want to get too tied down. Yeah. Well, you see. Well, no, we know we we know they're uh, jumping all over the place because the. That's how that's how the show started. Uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, um, Coulson and Mac had been on three continents in six hours. Mm, yep, yeah. and, and I mean, it might be that like Daisy's dealing with the Ghost Rider, and maybe some of Shield is, and Mac and Coulson are like being sent away because Daisy's involved with it. Yeah. So they send them to somewhere else, and we, that's how we get the sort of jumping about. That could work. All right, what else we got, Andy? You said you got the Facebook. So we did get, yeah, we got a couple of things over on Facebook. Uh, first of all, uh, you had put up a, a post about uh, about us being like a three-year anniversary of, uh, of our first show. Yep. And uh, Gary Shields uh, commented on it. Uh, he said, uh, I don't say it enough, but thanks, guys. You're my first and only stop for my Marvel needs. Much appreciated. Thank you. You're very welcome. We're, we're glad you, you you enjoy listening to the show. I mean that's that's why that's why we do this show because we we enjoy talking about uh, Ins of Shield and <laughs> and discussing all these like fine points of it and where it's wrong and where it's good and and all that and bickering and and bickering yes and coming up with crazy crazy theories and talking about fictional football games that may or may not have happened. <laughs> It's not football, it's uh, we, soccer. Uh, soccer, yeah, soccer. Uh, we did also get a post to the page, which I believe was by Gary as well. No, James Warren. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know why I thought it was my my guy as well. But um, give me two seconds, just let I pull that up. Because I got it. These are you got it there? Yeah. yeah okay. Because these apps are on the phone are not good for finding posts that people no. like put up on your page. Even the app in the, on my iMac sucks. Um, mm. it, it's the it's the way Facebook sets things up. Uh, just mm. watch Agents of Shield season four episode one. Love the Ghost Rider. If they keep this up, could be a great season. Definitely, yep. I, I, I'm enjoying the Ghost Rider. I'm just not sure where you go with this, mm. and and that's kind of uh, that's what's got me intrigued. It's like, okay, the Ghost Rider is a badass character. He doesn't belong in Shield, so it's going to be interesting to see how they use him and where the story goes. But he's just mm. not a Shield character or villain or somebody that Shield usually has anything to do with you're taking your yeah but i mean mm. go ahead yeah but i mean like you do see like low level heroes like mm. like for example quake mockingbird like mm. that sort of caliber of a hero you do see these people dealing with the level of characters like ghost rider from time to time mm. to an extent but uh uh, you know, you're ta- you're taking the supernatural and you're mixing it into my super spy, uh, government agency. Uh, well, su- I, I'm going to just go and say super spy espionage uh, group. I mean, it's mm. an interesting mix of genres. I just don't know if it works. Chocolate and peanut butter work. Chocolate and guacamole, not so much. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you're mixing guacamole in with my chocolate or not yet. Please don't do that. That would be absolutely vile. <laughs> um, yeah. So we did get one other post on the Facebook page as well, which was by Gary Shields. I, I thought it was a post by him on the page. So he said, uh, he says, AOS season four, episode one. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What a season this is going to be. But one major flaw in the episode that Agent Andy will back me up on. If two Scottish guys are about to watch a cup final involving their football team and a stunning naked girl appears, the only thing they would say would be, get us a beer head and then continue to watch the game. (laughs) Which is very true. (laughs) Nothing, like if, if your team's playing, nothing will stop you from watching the game. Even even a beautiful naked woman, you'd be like, "Yep, get me a beer, let me watch the game, or like come and sit and watch the game with me." <laughs> but yes, I, I I appreciated that. I, I had a big chuckle with that when I when I read that earlier. I I did not see that one, and I'm gonna blame the Facebook app because I couldn't find yeah. that one. But that is great. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, we might as well wrap this up. Yeah. Andy, when you're not sending women to go get you a beer, where can we, people find you? You can find me trying to get Ali to go and get me beers and failing every time. Please uh, tell me he's clothed. He's, yeah. <laughs> no comment. Starling City Bathhouse. Yep, Starling City Bathhouse. 
Uh, so you can find me on 40 to level one every Tuesday on allgames.com live at one thirty Pacific, four thirty Eastern, and nine thirty Greenwich Mean Time. We talk uh, TV shows, movies, and mainly video games. On this week's show, we did our Vault Forty Two. It was episode two hundred that we've been building up to for uh, for some time now. And we came up with the best Forty Two video games of all time in order from Forty Two to One, and we did it in two and a half hours. Which was incredible. <laughs> so yeah, I hear you ran up. over. Very slightly, yeah. Maybe <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> we ate into Fred's time, but yeah. Yes, because then he decided to run over into B team. <laughs> yeah, I thought that might happen. My apologies, but it was episode two hundred. It doesn't happen very often, or only once. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be going up in the feeds in the in the next couple of days, so you can look out for that. Uh, you can find it like the feeds on allgames.com as well as Stitcher and iTunes. All right. I can be found Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern on allgames.com, unless Andy's running late, which makes Fred run late, which makes me run late. Um, <laughs> on the B Team podcast with Ryan, Fred, and Eli, we talk games, we talk tech, uh, we talk some movie and uh, TV from time to time as well. Um, we kind of discussed the Gotham premiere this week a bit. Um, we also talked Flashpoint Paradox, and Ryan watched the Killing Joke animated movie. Oh, nice. So uh, so check us out uh, Tuesday nights, 9 p.m., allgames.com. It's also available on Stitcher and iTunes. I'm also on All Games on Thursday nights on Knuckleballer Radio with Sean, Normie, and Eli, where we talk just about anything in fact this week's episode is uh titled landing strip barbie i'll leave it at that (laughs) um (laughs) so check it out it's a fun show i get not this week but next week normie is sending us all a package which is a very very scary thing Mm -hmm. because it means we're going to have to eat something and we're not allowed to open it until next Thursday night. And I hear it's going to be, uh, it will be straight, the video will be streamed on that one as well. But this week, uh, it's Normie, Sean, and I, and God knows what we're going to talk about. <laughs> nice. So, oh, and last week we had the uh, classic Android Apple battle. Oh, oh, I, I look forward to it. I have not listened to that yet, so I look forward to hearing that. <laughs> How for me defends that thing without its jack. So, all right, uh, we will see you guys next week for episode new uh, two of season four of Agents of Shield, and uh, I don't care uh, if the Ghost Rider uh, is pushing you in the car or not. Whatever you do, don't touch Lola. Night, guys. God, I had to come up with a tagline. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just don't touch Lola, but yeah. Do you know? I really want to see. I really want to see Lola like versus this charger. It's gotta. It's like, gotta happen. It's gotta it happen. To. I mean.
like I think the fact that they mentioned Lola in this episode means that it's come back in the season. Oh yeah, got to because we didn't see it didn't see it at all last season. Well, they like, mentioned it a million times last time. season. That's true, yeah. And we never saw it. Only the only the the model. Hmm. 